Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So the song Don't Laugh At Me, I wrote with my good friend Alan Shamblin, who's written so many songs you'd know, The House That Built Me, you know, by Miranda Lambert, who we talked about earlier. I Can't Make You Love Me If You Don't, Bonnie Raitt. And he's like my best co-writer in that we've written 138 songs together in 30 years. And we just, like, we're best friends and we write a lot of songs. And there's kind of nothing I haven't talked about with Alan. Everything my wife knows, Alan knows. So... One day we were just talking about our kids. He and his wife have three kids, and my wife and I have one son. But one thing they all had in common was that they'd all had problems here and there in school with people teasing them or making fun of them or them doing it. The whole bullying situation and that is present in our schools, whether we like it or not. And I think when I was growing up, people just went, oh, boys will be boys, girls will be girls, just part of life, you know. And then it just started getting more and more serious. It's connected to school shootings. Um, Like, we can't just ignore it. You know, all of us want our kids to go to school into a safe situation. And that doesn't mean just physically safe. It also means heart safe, emotionally safe. If a kid's going to learn at school and that's why they're there, it kind of helps that they're in a situation where they feel pretty good about being there. And, you know, things happen, but I think it's important for schools to do everything they can to be on top of this kind of thing and and to be proactive about it. So when we wrote this song, we were just kind of remembering our own childhood and thinking about our kids. And who knew that it was going to be, you know, turned into this whole program, a curriculum for schools. So briefly, a guy named Mark Wills recorded this out of Nashville then when Peter, Paul, and Mary recorded it, they started doing it at conferences for teachers. And and then uh, the day after Columbine happened, which, you know, was the first school shooting really of note, that's the day that Peter Yarrow called me the next day and said, we need to make this song a curriculum for schools. Because the two kids at Columbine, by the way, not to forgive what they did, but they were both ostracized and, you know, there was a reason they ended up going off and and doing the horrible thing that they did. So long story short, Peter is hard to say no to. And he called me up and said, would you guys donate the song to a curriculum for schools? Not all uses of the song, because we didn't do that, but for that usage. And we said, absolutely, if, if you think it could help. And then he started raising money and, you know, started a foundation called Operation Respect. And which is a curriculum that is uh, dedicated to making schools safe places and kindness, respect, friendship, community service, all these good things that schools are already trying to impress upon their kids. I'm not bragging because I didn't do this, but that curriculum is in over 35,000 schools in America. It's in 17 other countries, Croatia, Taiwan, Israel, In Israel, by the way, if you ever want to check out, it's called the Voices of Peace Choir. 
and there's 75 Palestinian kids and 75 Israeli kids singing this song in Hebrew, Arabic, and English, back and forth, which is pretty, like, chilling, pretty amazing. And so this song has taken me all, all over the world. I would have never started the school programs that I do had it not been for Peter starting that foundation. So uh, it's called Don't Laugh at Me, and I'll uh, be happy to sing it for you. I'm a little boy with glasses, the one they call the geek. A little girl who never smiles I've got braces on my teeth And I know how it feels To cry myself to sleep And I'm that kid on every playground Who's always chosen last I'm the one who's slower than the others in my class You don't have to be my friend But is it too much to ask? Don't laugh at me, don't call me names, don't get your pleasure from my pain. In God's eyes, we're all the same. Someday we'll all have perfect wings. Don't laugh at me. I'm the beggar on the corner. You've passed me on the street I wouldn't be out here begging If I had enough to eat Don't think I don't notice That our eyes never meet I was born a little different I do my dreaming from this chair I pretend it doesn't hurt me When people point and stare There's a simple way to show me just how much you care Don't laugh at me Don't call me names Don't get your pleasure from my pain In God's eyes We're all the same Someday we'll all have perfect ways Don't laugh at me I'm short, I'm tall, I'm deaf, I'm blind, hey, aren't we all? Don't laugh at me, don't call me names, don't get your pleasure from my pain. In God's eyes, we're all the same, someday we'll all have Wings. Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. It's beautiful. So that might be the first anti-bullying song ever written. Hard to know what came yeah, first. I don't know. But where did it come from? But it, it, it came, again, from our kids, situations with, that our kids were going through. But then we talked about, Ellen and I talked about growing up 
he was kind of short. He lived in Texas, and people used to call him names. And, and I got glasses when I was seven years old, and I was always on the heavy side. Look, I don't know a person on earth that doesn't have a story about when somebody ragged on him or was teasing him or calling him names. I figure, like, everybody is uh, could possibly be subject to that. So, you know, even if you use the beautiful blonde girl in your high school, well, people think she's dumb. Well, they say, oh, she's she's beautiful, but not much up here. Well, how do you know? Have you ever even talked to her? So it really runs the gamut. When Peter Paul and Mary recorded that song, by the way, they said that when they first heard it, they'd been singing together for 45 years, but they'd never had a conversation about being bullied when they grew up. And that song created a dialogue for them to say, hey, what happened when, you know, Mel Paul Stuckey and Mary Travers and, you know, they suddenly were, they knew each other so well, but they suddenly had this uh, opportunity to talk to each other because of that song. And to me, that's another side of what songs are about, to create conversation, to inspire people, to make them cry, to make them laugh, to make them think, you know, but also... The other side of songs, and I don't write too many of these, but I also value a song that just makes me want to dance, makes me want to move. There are some great songs that are just fun songs, a little hook, you know, let's get it started and whatever. I mean, there's, I just tend as a writer to be more apt to write things that are going to pull at your heartstrings. That's my goal. So you and Alan finished the song. It's unlike any song that's been written in terms of the subject matter in many respects. And so how do you decide what voice is the right voice for this song? Oh, well, this is a good opposite to the Tim McGraw story. We finished this song and everybody in town passed on it. Garth Brooks, John Michael Montgomery, Kenny Chesney, all the people that... This was already in 1999. I'd had a lot of hits as a writer. Everybody, nah, nah, we don't want to sing a song about it. Don't laugh at me. Don't call me that. I'm serious. Nobody bit. And there was this artist named Mark Wills, and he heard this song and just fell in love with it. I'm a big believer of, like, the right artist finds the right song. Now, sometimes it's hard because there's all those gatekeepers again, you know. And I remember a story where Mercury Records, they were fine with him recording it, but they didn't want it to be a single. They didn't want it to come out on the radio. They thought, well, this will just be an album cut. And they went up to Kentucky, apparently, to hear Mark in a concert. And he did that song. And again, I'm not bragging or anything. I wasn't there. But the whole place stood up. It was like a five-minute standing ovation. And one of the groups of people there in the front row was 25 wheelchairs with people with disabilities. That's when the, the record company, you know, they liked to just, make us think they know everything in terms of marketing and what's, you know. That's when they looked at each other and went, well, maybe this should be a single. Like, look at that reaction to it. And it was a number one record, but it could have easily never came out. I've been on both sides of that equation. You know, I've had songs where I thought, well, this is a big old hit, and it never came out, you know. I have a song, last thing I'll say, is a Reba McIntyre just recorded, like now, as in September here, of 2019. It just came out. Alan Shamblin and I wrote it 21 years ago. And it's called Cactus in a Coffee Can. It's a long story song. It's kind of sad. 
I don't think it'll ever be on the radio, but you never know. What if Reba decides, I want this on the radio? It would probably happen, you know. So again, a lot of that's out of our hands. We just write the songs and hope they find good homes. And we write a ton of songs. I don't care what songwriter you have on this blog show. We write a ton of songs that don't get recorded, that don't have the interest level. I've written 2,500 songs. I've had about 100 of them recorded. Some of the songs that haven't been recorded are like my favorite songs. You never know. Well, Don't Laugh at Me has turned into a worldwide movement. And for that, we thank you, Steve. Oh, my pleasure. Thank thank you. I'm I'm glad of that. 2,500 songs you've written, that one has changed the world. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.